It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. There's a lot to discuss with Hugh Johnston, the Disney CFO, who joins us now. Hugh, it's great to catch up with you, sir. We spoke for years in your years at Pepsi. Fantastic to see you in a new seat. Let's just get straight into these numbers if we can. Cost-cutting. Can you walk us through where that cost-cutting exercise is really biting? Yeah, it actually is. And good morning to you, John, and to the team there. Uh, I'm very excited about that, the progress that we've made on cost cutting. To, to be honest, uh, when you do these programs, you're always looking for, is it actually flowing to the bottom line? And what we communicated yesterday was uh, $500 million of saves flowed through to the bottom line. And you can see it in the P&L in the form of margin improvement to the tune of 350 basis points. That's a huge, huge margin jump and something that we've got a lot of confidence in will continue because we're really getting good traction and good momentum on managing our costs more tightly while reinvesting back in the business to drive the top line as well. So Hugh, you've got a really strong story to tell this morning. The stock is higher as well. I certainly don't want this conversation to drown into a conversation about activists, but I need to ask about Nelson Peltz. Have you spoken to him personally at all since you took on the new role? Yeah, I, I spoke to him a couple of times briefly, not not recently. Uh, and, and honestly, uh, we're just in a very different spot on this. We feel right now like we've got terrific momentum. Uh, Bob and the team have spent the last year uh, both fixing the business and now pivoting to building the business. And you can see it in the results and you can see it in our confidence as well. Uh, the share repurchase that we've communicated, the earnings guidance we've communicated, the increase in the dividend all suggest that we have confidence that we're not only going to be able to do this for the short term, but we're going to be able to do it for multiple years. So uh, honestly, I don't think we need any incremental help. I think we need to keep this management team focused on doing the things it's doing so that we can continue to deliver great results and make progress on the big strategic issues that will help us emerge from the disruption that's going on in media in a much, much stronger position than we were in before. Hugh, some analysts, including our own in Bloomberg Intelligence, wondering whether you're being too conservative on the outlook for streaming to turn a profit by the fall. Hugh, what would you say back to them this morning? I'd say the guidance is, uh, is to do Q4. If we do better, we do better. But the guide is Q4. You, can you give us a name and maybe a price for this bundle, the sports bundle? Everyone's just asking that. $40, $50, call it Spike. Yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't come up with a name for it yet. You know, the, the focus when you do a three-way JV is on how do we make sure that we, we get the operating principles right so that the parties are aligned up front and they're aligned on going and delivering a great product to consumers. And that that's the real focus here is how do we make it easier and reduce friction for the sports fans? So uh, we're going to get to pricing shortly. We'll get to a name at, at some point, I'm sure. But what's most important is I think we're going to deliver a product that's going to make your life a whole lot better if you're a sports consumer. Hugh, do you think that ultimately the idea of a bundle going back to the future and getting people uh, with reduced friction to find their sports team and find the game that they want to watch, 
is going to take eyeballs away from some of the other providers, the cable networks that have traditionally had these contracts. You're going to bid directly on some of these sports rights. Well, I, I think it's going to be targeted more at, at people who either were never in, in the cable bundle or people who had already departed from the cable bundle. You know, at the margins, might there be a little bit of shifting? Yeah, there could be. But to tell you the truth, I don't think sports is going to be the reason that someone makes that shift all by itself. I think there are a lot of factors that weigh into that. From our perspective, we're focused on meeting the fan wherever they choose to be. I don't think we're motivating the fan to move. But if the fan does move, we want to be there because we want ESPN to be everywhere. Hugh, we're super interested in how you're going to bid for those sporting rights. Do you think you might bid for them as a joint venture? How's this going to work in the months and years to come? No, quite the opposite. Uh, we all will be bidding independently, and that, that's something that, that we're quite firm on. Is That is not the purpose of the venture. The purpose of the venture is purely distribution. It's not about procurement of content. So we'll continue to compete with each other for sports rights, just as we always have. Uh, it'll actually, I think, be a great benefit to the league because it's no different in terms of the way we bid for sports rights. But that reduced friction benefits all of the leagues as well. So I think the leagues will actually be pretty optimistic about this. There was some reporting yesterday that suggested the leagues weren't aware of this joint venture. Q, have you spoken to them? Uh, I, not, I have not personally, but we certainly have as, as the Walt Disney Company. Uh, candidly, when you're putting together a three-way JV and a three-way JV in the media business, trying to keep it uh, private until you get the deal done is challenging enough. To involve more parties, frankly, just would have created, I think, too much risk. So we certainly let them know the moment that we announced it. Here we have lots more questions about the sports and the streaming, and hopefully we can ask you about them. But I do want to shift gears just a bit uh, to Shanghai's Utopia, the idea that the Chinese offerings of Disney did pretty well, actually, were stalwarts, which was surprising because we've heard a lot of uh, a different tone from other U.S. companies. How much are you seeing Disney welcomed in China, despite some of the rhetoric that we've heard out of the Chinese Communist Party? Yeah, we, we're very much welcomed. You know, I, uh, Disney is just sort of a, a beloved brand. It's part of the reason that I came here. Is it, it truly is an iconic, beloved brand, not just in the United States, but really almost everywhere in the world. So uh, the Chinese consumer is very much responding to what's a fabulous park experience, which, by the way, is, uh, has been true in the rest of our international parks as well. Every one of our international parks made money in the quarter, and they're all doing extremely well. International parks revenue grew 35%, so... I'm very, very optimistic about all the parks outside the U.S., including the park in China. We thought people loved McDonald's and Starbucks as well, but there's been boycotts in certain places against America Inc. And you think of the Walt Disney Company, I think, as the company behind America Inc. all around the world, Hugh. How have you avoided that as a company? It's a great question, and in all candor, I'm, I'm so new here, I'm, I'm not sure I can give you a great reason in that regard, other than the fact that as a company, what we're really focused on is just bringing joy to families, right? We're, we're about bringing smile to people's faces, or about families coming together, and given that's who we are, I think maybe we tend to be a little bit more immune to that than most. Hugh, it sounds like you've been there years, based on that response. <laughs> Hugh Johnson, it's good to hear from you, sir. Thank you very much for being with us. We look forward to catching up with you in the quarters and the years to come. Hugh Johnson there, the Disney CFO. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. 
join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at cuttereconomicforum.com.